Gunnarsson. Wahlberg skorar! Wahlberg Gunnarsson hefur skorað. Hi Henry, how are you? I'm good, man. Sun is shining. Yeah. Can't complain. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we uh, we appreciate you taking a second to to hop on real quick to uh, to chat about the uh, Champions League qualifiers. There's a obviously an Iceland Denmark matchup here with uh, Breda Blick taking on FC Copenhagen. Uh, the first leg was yesterday, which ended two uh, 0 to the Danish side uh, to to FC Copenhagen. Um, so yeah, we, we thought we'd just take a minute and uh, talk a little bit about about the game. The 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 funny thing I think, and 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 I guess the first thing to address is that <laughs> between you, Trigby, and myself, uh, none of us were able to catch this game live uh, with some of the some of the broadcasting things. And I don't know about you, but uh, it drives me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I guess it would have been nice to see, but at the same time. Uh, th- these kind of like preliminary games, there's so many of them uh, before you get to the group stage. And then when you factor in all the group stage games, four, four teams in Denmark uh, competing, I think that, uh, I, th- I think that, you know, a bit of re- reprieve is, uh, is welcome at this stage of the season, but, um, but yeah, w- w- would have been nice to have the option. Yeah, agreed. We, um, so at least here in the States, the, the broadcast rights for Champions League are owned by, uh, by like uh, CBS, I believe, which also owns the Paramount Plus platform uh, over here. And so like they they have some of them, they pick and choose which ones that they are gonna do. So like yesterday, like there were there are a few of them on, but not the not the one that I wanted to watch anyways. So Yeah, it's 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 a shame, but um you know, comes with the comes with the territory. But hopefully uh, hopefully next week's game will be easier to find uh, someone showing it in in both of our respective parts of the world yeah hopefully yeah well given that it's you know going to be back in in Copenhagen at the park and then yeah hopefully that'd be hopefully that'd be the case okay well let's uh let's get into it quick before you have to hop off here um so yeah two two nil to FC Copenhagen uh Jordan Larson scored basically right away uh and then uh and then Rasmus Falk scored uh about 30 minutes later uh and that was kind of how the the game would go um, I've, I've delved into a little bit of the stats and we've obviously both, I think all three of us now have watched the highlights. Um, what, what, any, any thoughts from you on, on those first two goals and did this result, like, is this basically what you expected or how, how did you? Yeah, I, to, to be, to be truthful, you know, I don't watch Icelandic football, uh, much like I don't watch many other leagues just because my time is so stretched. So I, th- these kind of encounters I find really hard to judge. I looked at the the betting odds beforehand. I mean, I'm not a betting person at all, but it's often quite a good indication. And, I, I you know, FC Copenhagen were favourites, but it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a, a sort of 
the, the odds you would see from a, a clash against like a minnow team. So I knew that this was going to be um, much closer than than perhaps some people were imagining. And you know, when when I, when I saw the scoreline, I, I guess I was surprised that FC Copenhagen didn't score more. But I think that that's probably me just <laughs> underestimating the opposition. And actually, uh, you, you know, the the, the number of uh, the number of quality players that that end up coming from from uh, the Icelandic league to the various Scandinavian leagues says that you know I I think it's a league in the ascendancy. So uh, two nil I guess didn't surprise me, but at the same time, uh, you know FC Copenhagen often put more goals you know past top Superliga teams. Uh, so I, I, I guess I guess there's that. Um, I, I thought Jordan Larson's assist for for Rasmus Falk's goal was particularly nice. Uh, yeah. he's he, he's a player um he's a player uh Larson I really struggle to categorize I'm not sure if he's a striker or a winger I'm not sure if he gets into you know especially with Elias Ashuri arriving from Viborg I'm not sure if Larson gets into the strongest 11 but you know he's hit the ground running this season looks very sharp and uh, FC Copenhagen obviously saw enough of him uh, in his loan spell to to spend 2 million euros on him which isn't a, a, an insignificant sum for a for a superliga team so so yeah the, i think next leg's going to be fascinating if fc copenhagen could have you know come away with a result that basically puts the result beyond doubt puts the tie beyond doubt then i think that would have been helpful for them given the injury stuff but you know th- th- there could still be uh, uh, an upset next week right I th- I think I think the door's slightly open for that, but I I also think it's it's definitely going to be an uphill battle. I think Bradbrook from from our perspective would have wanted to get some sort of result at home, obviously. Um, you know, and and I was I was watching the the, the ticker, uh, you know, countdown online and thinking to myself, okay, if we can just like get one, if we can just get one, like then we're then then Bradbrook I think is still in, in the tie. Um, and and they're, they're not far off it, but I think I think it's going to be really tough. Um, so so yeah, I mean, delving into the stats a little bit, I, I do think, um, and, and from some other conversations I've had with uh, with the gentleman who's a photographer, and he was at the game, he was sending us some photos, um, and uh, he it, it it really seems like it was kind of the, a tale of two different halves. I think in the first half, Copenhagen really came out, they put the pressure on, they were on the front foot for most of that. But in the second half, I think they kind of let their foot off the gas a little bit. Uh, our, our stats, Bradblick stats for the second half look uh, look really good, actually. Um, so that was that was positive signs. Um, you know, a, a lot of dangerous attacks. Um, I don't know some of the stats that I'm finding on Flash Score, 85 to 61 in favor of Bradblick in terms of attacks, dangerous attacks. 69 of those were were dangerous, whatever. <laughs> they they qualify as that right versus 39 for for Copenhagen. So I think, um, you know, Copenhagen made some made some subs uh, shortly after halftime, or maybe it was at halftime if if, if I'm remembering correctly. And so maybe, you know, m- maybe they kind of changed their tactics and was like, okay, we're just gonna maybe sit on this a little bit. I don't know, um, but uh, they they must have felt comfortable. Um, and so, yeah, for 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 Bradley and Trigby, you jump in anytime you want. But um, I guess the last thing I would say is um, there was one one really good opportunity I think that we had um, from Victor Orn. It must have been on a on a set piece of some kind because he's a defender for Bradley. Uh and it it looked like he got the head on the ball and and it was like a goal line clearance uh, from from the keeper from from FC Co. So uh, so that was maybe our best chance of the game and. Um, didn't turn into anything, but 
you know, um, Bradablick very stout defensively. So, you know, we've seen that in the league a lot this year. They're they're not um, they're still kind of within touching distance from from Vikinger, who's top of our league, but uh, they're definitely not having the season that they had last year. And um, they've lost a couple of their key players here in the transfer window. So I'm not sure anybody's too surprised by the result, but uh, but yeah, it, it would have been nice to maybe snatch one back. <laughs> I, th- I think not having away goals anymore, which is something I'm still getting used to. I think that that's got to be an oh, advantage, yeah. right? And uh, th- th- there's also the case that, you know, when you are the underdog, that away game at Parken is going to be something that for many players will be, you know, one of the one of the career highlights, right? Playing oh, in, a yeah. big, in a big national stadium. And so uh, the Bradabic players are going to be really up for this. And I think FC Copenhagen have to be careful not to not to get complacent. Yeah, and I, I think Nestor, the FC manager, touched on this, I don't remember, before or after the game, that this is not a Bradabic team of, you know, a bunch of teenagers or something like this. This is a fairly experienced Bradabic team, especially for an Icelandic team. Uh, the average age isn't that low. So they, these, are, these aren't, you know, yeah, it'll be absolutely huge for them, but I think they they sort of know what it means a little bit more, so they might might be a bit more up for it, a bit more geared for this sort of game. So hopefully that'll be that'll be use, useful for them, and hopefully they can withstand the pressure of the of the Section 12 fans, FC Co fans, and um, maybe get a goal in, so we can get a little bit of excitement. Um, I'm looking forward to that game, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it would have the yeah, away goals completely. If if there was still away goals, this game would be over. I think there will be no no question about that. <laughs> yeah, I, and I think that there are going to be there's going to be some questions around what that what that FC Copenhagen team looks like next week because obviously Jordan Larson pulled up with a he, he said afterwards it was cramps but you know not quite sure whether he's going to make the team this weekend and how long that injury is going to be. Obviously Cornelius missed the game uh, through injury. Um, there's 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 a number of players who who aren't fully fit at the moment and the games are coming thick and fast so. Yeah, it's going to be interesting how they how they rotate, whether they rotate, and uh, and what that that team looks like next week. Yeah, we we I, I thought maybe going into this game that the fact that Bradablick is in the middle of their season and in pretty good form might um you know might might play a factor as well. Um, and may, and maybe it did. Maybe it maybe it kept you know that that scoreline kind of down uh to to a certain extent. Um, but. But yeah, I, I think I think too the other the other thing I would mention also in terms of stats, uh, it was to, it was 50-50 split in terms of possession for this game, which I thought was really interesting because um, mm. I think I think a lot of people thought maybe FC Copenhagen would come in and just totally dominate, um, but perhaps the fact that you know their season just started and and they're they've got some new faces in the squad. Uh, maybe that played a little bit of a of a, of a factor in that. I don't know. Um, maybe the fact that they were away from home as well, perhaps. Yeah, I, I mean, it's rare to find a game uh, where FC Copenhagen aren't favourites, whether it's do- domestically or, um, or or in in Europe when they're playing in the kind of the lower level competitions. And so um, th- they're kind of used to dictating the play. And so, like, w- yeah, when they do, w- when they are underdogs, uh, it's quite it's quite sort of interesting to see how they set up. It happened a few times in the Champions League, obviously last season. And yeah. they're very they're, they're very used to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bradablick right now, I think, are just kind of playing with house money. I, I think, um, well, obviously they set uh, history by being the first team to get out of the preliminary round and pass the first round in Champions mm. League qualifying. So uh, 
so you know I think this is all these are all positives for for them and and um, so I, I think it's fair to say that I don't think anybody's horribly disappointed necessarily with with the result um, I don't I don't think Trigby or I necessarily are either and yeah we're looking forward to the second leg I think it's going to be really good um, I, I I know we're I know you're sh short on time but uh, the the other piece I would mention too is obviously there is a there is a connection between Denmark and Iceland in terms of of player movement uh, quite a strong one you hinted to that earlier. And I think we should mention uh, it was nice to see uh, uh, IBJ and uh, Oscarson get uh, get a little bit of playing time in their home country. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's a shame they didn't get more time. But uh, but also, uh, I think I'm right in saying that Christian Sorensen had a season in in Iceland uh, in the middle of his career. Is that right? That is I a think good so. question. Yeah. yeah, I don't quite remember. There's always a there's always a few Danes that come, especially like on loan to Icelandic clubs. I, yeah, I, yeah, he did. I, it's it's escaping me. <laughs> he was at Throtter. Yeah, ah, okay. yeah. I I I seem to remember. I seem to remember because he, he I think he was at Odense. Uh, he started off yep. at Odense. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Uh, That's right. And then yeah, did, did, made this move to Iceland and um uh, and then came back to Denmark. And you know, last season he's playing in the Champions League group stages so like it's yeah. uh yeah it's an interesting <laughs> quote but um but yeah and also uh, a player who could have been playing yesterday had he not been sold for close to 20 million euros Hakon Haraldsson you know another yes. another Icelandic yeah. player who's really thrived <laughs> in the in the um FC Co system so yeah great to see yeah absolutely I I just wonder if some people bought tickets for this game hoping to catch catch him <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Maybe so. You, you also mentioned earlier the um, the, the fact that uh, Icelandic teams are midway through the season and that the whole summer league thing is something that I've talked on on my podcast about mm -hmm. a few times because yeah. um, uh, some people have suggested that, that Denmark should maybe go that way and I think like the the positive that you, you is that you obviously you hit these qualifiers in your stride like already with the team playing. The negative mm -hmm. is that the season finished so long ago that there's often quite a lot of player turnover from the team that you know qualifies to the team that actually gets to play the qualifiers and yeah. you know you hinted that there were some key players missing and yeah I guess that's the other side of the coin for the whole uh, the summer league argument yeah yeah absolutely I, I think at least for for Iceland more so than maybe Denmark it's it's definitely and Trigby you can weigh in on this as well but it's definitely a uh, uh, climate piece <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 incredibly. I mean, we don't even. A lot of our teams don't even have green grass pitches until the end of May. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's a uh, yeah. Um, I mean, Denmark does. It, you you kind of almost do it in Denmark, right? Like, is it you have this huge winter break and then the summer yeah. break is only just a it's a month or something. It's it's really not that long. Yeah, exactly. But, it, it, it's it's July to May with like an eighty day break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well hey uh henry I, I know you got a scoot so hey thank you so much for hopping on quick to to chat with us and yeah we're, we're looking forward to the second leg uh any predictions on your end <laughs> do you do predictions yeah i'm gonna say i'll, I'll say i'll say 3-1 to fc co i think there'll be I, I think there might be a goal in there for uh for your guys so yeah that, that's gonna be my prediction but um wish you the best of luck and you know if if you don't get through this stage. I think there's two more bites at the cherry, right? You get the Europa and then the the Conference League. So um, I, I hope to see Breblek in uh, in one of the group stages. Uh, just maybe not the Champions League one.
<laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, we we do too. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. I think this is going to be uh, this is going to be a big season for for us potentially uh, in terms of Iceland and and a team maybe getting t- finally to uh, to the group stages. So we're it's very exciting times for us. So <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for having me on. And yeah, um, good luck with the rest of the show. Cool. All right. Thanks a lot, Henry. Appreciate it. Cheers, we'll see you. Ya.